0: You're listening to Episode 71 of the Urban Yogi Podcast, featuring Kelsey Grant. Kelsey Grant is a pleasure alchemist, magic generator, love and relationship educator based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. She's passionate about teaching women how to amplify their feminine magic, alchemize more pleasure into their lives and deepen their capacity to love and be loved. In addition to her love of pleasure magic, she is equally turned on by providing digestible relational education to help humans build up the relational skill sets that they need to create great love worth having. As the founder of the Legendary Love Academy and the host of the Pleasure Portal podcast, she is actively bringing her vision for relational development, sacred sisterhood, and pleasure alchemy to the mainstream in a fun, accessible, and easily digestible way. To keep up with her, you can follow her on social media. Her handle is Radical Self Love on Instagram, Rad Self Love on Twitter, Radical Self Love on TikTok, and Kelsey Grant on Clubhouse. Her website is legendaryloveacademy.com. I hope you enjoy my interview with the beautiful Kelsey Grant. And I'm here with my dear friend Kelsey Grant. Hi, Welcome to the Urban Yogi Podcast Video Edition. Let's get some of that nice view as well. Yeah,
1: look at that. That's yeah, a turn on. That's
0: pretty. Right yes, there. look at that. Mm. mm yummy. Very yeah. alkaline view. Somebody told mm. me. Oh. I was really grateful for, yeah, for moving in that. here because I used to be in an alleyway before.
1: Oh, this is a. And, and this huge is a upgrade.
0: nice upgrade. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelsey is a life. Would you call yourself a life coach, or what would you mm. say you're sort of?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I call myself a love educator. Oh, I like that. Poem. And a pleasure alchemist.
0: Oh, that turns, that tingles my balls. Am I we allowed get. to say that on of course. what they left?
2: There we go. This is going to get Bye.
1: raunchy.
0: <laughs> this is going to get raunchy in here. Which I'm so Looks okay like with. we have, like, things from our hearts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: our heart misting. Our heart
0: misting, our heart chords. This
1: is how we came together in the first place. <laughs> this is great. Your this heart is misting. Great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so Kelsey and I met probably back in like 2011, 2010 or 2011, maybe at oh, Y Yoga, maybe when I was like teaching a class at um, Y Yoga on Burrard, perhaps or West no, Coast Yoga. No, it Y-Yoga. was it was
1: hot. It was a hot yoga class in Yaletown. Town. Oh my gosh, oh. what was that one called?
0: Uh, I believe it was West Coast Hot West Yoga. West Coast, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you were coming there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I remember we had a um, a lunch after one time. At that really nice, you know, little like um, restaurant in the really nice hotel. And yes. then you were talking about manifesting greater breasts yes. using, uh, you know, focus, yes.
1: <laughs> intentionality. <laughs> using
0: intentionality and focus and love. And your breasts grew. They did. And then I thought, oh, wouldn't that be fun if I could do that for my testicles? But you and can. it's. And, and I really um, have gotten into the work of Montauk Chia lately mm-hmm. and sort of the understanding that in many spiritual traditions, they never allow themselves to focus anywhere below the belly button. Right. And so, so many of us are cut off literally from the root.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: what better way to control people than to cut us off from that which is wild and free
3: mm-hmm. within us.
0: And so a big part of my spirituality has been connecting back to my root. Mm-hmm. And I always see you as somebody who's very connected to your root. So what would be some hot tips that you have utilized to connect back to your root chakra?
1: Hmm, this is a great question. And I think if I go back in time to when I was first starting to ground down, it had a lot to do with community. Nice. And generating really safe community, which meant I had to learn how to become a safe member community. Mm. So am I relating to people in a way that leaves them feeling safe to be all of themselves? Or am I showing up in a way that has them censoring parts of who they are? And if I'm showing up in that way, I'm probably censoring parts of who I am. Right. So it became about how do I liberate those parts of me? Yes. And bring them front and center, the pieces that I most want to hide, how would I just bring them forward, lead with that material, Mm -hmm. and then the people who are right for me will be turned on by that, and they'll be like, ooh, my kind of person. I like that. And then the people who are turned off by that, well, they just go live their life, and they go find their people, Mm -hmm. and they get to be fully self-expressed in the communities that feel good for them, and I get to be fully self-expressed. So I think that was a huge part for me Mm -hmm. was learning how to hold all parts of me sacred. Beautiful. And then I think I just did a lot of clearing out of all of the shit that I had been making meaning about. And when I first met you, I had been doing personal development for a few years. And really just cleaning out like all of these beliefs that I had held about myself or the world. I'm like, is that really true for me? Mm -hmm. Is that true? Or did I just pick that up along the way and hold it because everyone else was holding the same belief. right? And when I started to question those things, I'm like, oh, there's so much of my identity that isn't even me, Mm -hmm. and I get to choose. So once I cleared out everything that wasn't me and I was left with everything that was, it was so much easier to settle into my body. It was so much easier to be in me, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm not pretending and performing all the Mm -hmm. time. And as a performer, like my whole life was about pretending to be other characters or other versions Were you of myself. Actor, dancer, uh, singer, and dancer. Cool. Oh wow. And in musical theater, so there's always character play that's happening, and yeah. you know, you need to be this certain flavor for this role, and then mm-hmm. this flavor for this song, and it's like it's such a beautiful skill to be able to kind of chameleon between those energies. Mm-hmm. But there's no separation between stage and life. Yeah. Especially early on when, I mean, I started performing when I was a kid. So Mm -hmm. it didn't have that distinction of like, who are you beyond the role that you're playing? And, you know, my personal development journey helped me kind of tease that out. Nice. And then ground in. (coughs) Joy is also a a big part. Like, how can I giggle more? How can I laugh more? Be happy, be in my joy. And that seems to be a nice barometer of what is meant for me and what is not.
0: That's great. It's like yeah. follow your bliss. Yeah. And doors will open for you. Yes. Where before there were only walls. I have no idea if these were working. If if anybody is tuning in on Facebook, just give us a thumbs up if you can hear anything. I have a feeling they might not be able to hear us. But I'm quite sure that people can hear us on here. Perfect, so that's perfect, good. Perfect. At least we got hopefully one thing. Hopefully working, one. If not two. Um I love that. So it, it sounds to me like the the ability to really rest into one's root and to mm. one's like spirit womb is mm-hmm. like is really about feeling joy and giving yourself permission to feel juicy in your own skin. Yeah. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And not
1: just sexual pleasure, like Mm -hmm. just holistic pleasure. Yeah. Does your life feel good to be in? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, what needs to change so that it does feel good to be in. Mm -hmm. And when I first met you, I was Mm -hmm. frolicking through the streets of in rainbow tutus (laughs) and like really in my joy, really in my, my bliss and my happiness and my self-expression. I'm like, I really don't give a fuck Mm
0: -hmm. what
1: other people think. Yeah. And if you like me, great. If you don't, that's okay. Yeah. I'm not for everybody.
0: Exactly. It's like, you can't, I think danielle laporte says like if you you know soften your edges you know if you try to make yourself more palatable for more people then you kind of lose your edge yeah you know and if you screw up say sorry but don't change who you are to try to appease other people like mm-hmm. and northrop says like when you dim your light the whole world gets darker mm-hmm. i really like that mm-hmm. and also i like how she says that you know if you're an empath if you're an hsp <coughs> hsp highly sensitive person yep. you're here to be part of the wake-up crew and yes. Uh, you know, it's like if you come into a room in the morning and wake somebody up and turn the lights on, they're not always going to be, they're going to be kind of irritated sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we'll irritate people, but we can't dim our light just so that we don't irritate as many mm-hmm. people. We have to be kind, but, you know, I like the, the difference between kind and nice. Yes. Nice is like the root word is ignorant. We don't need to be ignorant, Mm-mm. but kind means like kindred, togetherness. Mm. So cultivating um, a life that really helps promote togetherness. Yes.
1: Yes.
2: Togetherness, together, forever,
0: together, forever, <laughs> the mantle beat forever. Now the bearing will be near. Look at them my breasts, so smiling and humble. So you don't confuse them with mountains. Not anymore. I manifested a bigger one. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Think and grow boobs. Think and grow boobs. That's that was my thing That's when I met amazing. you. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. And why not, right? I remember I asked you. I was like, why? And You're like, why not?
1: <laughs> Sounds like something yeah. I would say. You're
0: like, why not? <laughs> I'm getting hot. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. 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 Breasts and all these erogenous zones have been so shamed in our culture. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it's like, for me, it's been about like spiritually, well, literally just bringing my consciousness into places in my body where I've been the most traumatized mm. and then like doing lots of breath works to just like feel it to heal it.
3: Yeah.
0: I've been experimenting with the Isha system. Have you heard of this? No. So it's four facets, four mantras that you just, you can lie down when you're doing it. And the first one is praise love. For this moment in its perfection Mm. and you're literally just thinking that with little gaps between focusing deep into your heart yes (coughs) and I usually include also like my loins because Christian Northrop says this is the high heart Mm -hmm. and then the loins are the low heart so just really literally just bringing your consciousness into yourself do that for five to ten minutes Yeah. second one is thank love for my human experience in its perfection Mm. thank love for my human experience in its perfection and then the third one is love creates me in my perfection mm. love mm. creates me in my perfection so you do that for you know five ten minutes and then for the last one you focus at the base of your spine and you think in your mind om, all the way up your spine to the crown unity oh om, unity om, unity so it's praise love for this moment in mm. its perfection thank love for my human experience in its perfection yes. love creates me in my perfection and own unity
1: oh gosh i love that i'm i'm gonna adopt this uh, yeah
0: it's so good and she has a book called why walk when you can fly or something like that brilliant uh, yeah yeah there's one left on amazon oh <laughs>
1: I'm gonna have to not go that home I support and support Amazon, but
0: sometimes you can't, find, you can't find yeah. anything other than Amazon. So, absolutely, my spirit guide said it was fine. They said not to worry. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's okay. It's, do you your know, best forget the rest.
1: <laughs> honestly, one of the things that I do if I am going to purchase from like a big corporation like that mm-hmm. is that I send blessings to every single person who's involved with the transaction. Oh, that's good. May there be an unexpected windfall of goodness, of joy, Mm. of love for anyone who is in the process of delivering this product to me.
0: That's beautiful.
1: And so for me, like that's kind of the counterbalance of like, okay, I know this is like a big corporation do I I shop local as much as I possibly can Mm -hmm. support people that I know and that I love or who are doing really epic shit in the world. Mm -hmm. But like you say, sometimes the only place to get a really cool book Mm -hmm. is Amazon.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it's just the way it is. I think yeah. that's a really great way to, to go about it. You know, m- bring it to the highest frequency possible, yeah. and, and do your best, and forget the rest. Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure you taught me that because you say that a lot in your yoga oh, yeah. classes. Yeah, I got
0: that from Tony Horton, um, Beachbody. What's his program? Um,
1: Beachbody.
0: Uh, oh, what was it called um, P90X. P-
1: oh Remember yeah that?
0: yeah and he was constantly yeah. saying that do your best and forget the rest and i was like i love that
1: it's brilliant
0: and he'd always be like that crow's working hard i know you are <laughs> And then he's like okay and he's like coming to a squat he's like okay let's stir our soup hey tom what soup do you got today <laughs> okra <laughs> i got a nice lobster bisque up here do your best to forget the rest. Like I oh, love that. Wow,
1: that just brings so much joy into every part of my body. Mm-hmm. Huh.
0: It's yeah, it was a good program, really rubbed off on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> it.
0: And that's what I've noticed in my life is like my teachers have so rubbed off on me mm. and not every single thing that they say teacher do resonates. But of somebody course. told me anytime a teacher shares with you something that doesn't resonate just um, lovingly reject that part and then mm-hmm. bless them because they just showed you what may or may not be true for you. Yeah. And then just take the other juicy parts that resonate with your soul.
1: 100%.
0: So that's sort of been my MO of late. And I've noticed that with a lot of my, my teachers. They actually, I like went to a teacher of a teacher recently mm. for breath work and I was like, oh my God, they sound the same. Like he got a lot from that mm-hmm. dude. That's, that's so cool. We're so cute. We kind of like mirror each yeah. other uh, whether we know it or not. Mm. And it's so... We're like all on this journey together to help inspire each other. Yeah. Basically to feel more pleasure. Yes. Yes.
1: Right? Yeah, the world needs more pleasure right now. Yes. And pleasure's been so vilified. Yes. And I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> like I'm so done with I'm that over narrative. It. It's so like, boring. Yeah. So boring. And yeah. like happy people, they they just contribute to their lives in a different way, they yeah. contribute to their relationships in a different way. And being a happy person or a pleasure-filled per- person doesn't mean that life is all rainbows and sunshine all mm. the time. Like it means that we're meeting our depth, but we're meeting it with honor, we're yeah. meeting it with reverence. We hold it just as sacred as, you know, those moments when we're like high on a fit of giggles. Mm-hmm you know or in the peak of an orgasm or like in the present moment with like the most delicious lobster bisque mm. soup we've ever tasted uh-huh. you know and when we start to expand not only our definition of pleasure but it increase our capacity to run pleasure through the body
3: mm-hmm.
1: in my experience we are much more capable of holding difference in the oh, world oh
0: that's so good yes
1: and right now, what I'm seeing happen in the world is a global inability to be with difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you must be with us, or you're against us. Right. And like, <laughs> mm, there might be some <laughs> shades of gray in there yeah. that we might want to play with. It's yeah. like life occurs in the nuance. It yes. it occurs in the in between, and our ability to be with the in between, we have to grow our capacity to be with all that feels good, but also the stuff that feels not so good. Mm -hmm. And if we're either denying pleasure all the time, Mm -hmm. then we're going to gorge on pleasure in Mm -hmm. ways that might not actually be super great for your body or your system. And if we like go on to the extreme of like being ruled by like our ego pleasure, then we will totally turn away from our shadow and we'll turn away from those parts of us that need to be embraced and need to be loved and then we'll reject them in other people. Hmm. So like it literally is like the epicenter of transformation. Like can we be with pleasure in a much more embodied way, in a much more holistic way and how does that alter our relationship to being with people who think differently than us or who look different than us or who believe things that are different than us? Mm-hmm. Can we like literally anchor down into our body, open our heart, and try and hear what they're actually saying underneath their words?
0: Yeah, that's so like, bang on. Amen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and pleasure increases our capacity to do that effectively. Yeah,
1: 100%. Because then
0: we don't have to ask the world to be different so that we can feel good because mm-hmm. we're already feeling good. Mm hmm. That's oh, so good. You know So it. juicy. Mm. I was going to ask you how to like what what is shadow work in your books and then how does pleasure play into shadow work if mm-hmm. if at all.
1: So for me like working with the shadow is basically all the parts of me that I reject or I deny or I don't want to be true about me. Mm-hmm. And taking a light of acceptance and love and being like, "Huh, those parts are part of me. Mm-hmm. They belong." Mm-hmm. And in embracing them and accepting them, I now have the ability to choose what I'm going to anchor into the world. I get to choose my behavior when I'm not being run unconsciously from these parts of me that I refuse to acknowledge or Mm -hmm. (laughs) refuse to admit that they even exist. So for example, like one of the things that's in my shadow is jealousy. Mm. And so for the longest time, I would just deny that I was a jealous person. Mm. And then my jealousy would erupt and destroy my relationships. And so I'm like, what if I just embraced this and called it a part of me? It's not the whole of me. Mm -hmm. It's a part of me. Yeah. So jealousy is here right now. It's not the whole experience of who Kelsey is. Mm -hmm. It's just a part of something that's getting worked up in my system. Yeah. What does jealousy actually need? What is the fundamental need that's underneath jealousy that is not being met? And every time it pops up, it's different. Mm. But it's usually something along the lines of safety. Right. Like, there's something that feels like there's a threat in the room. And I'm afraid that this thing that I really value might be taken away from me. Right. So the shadow work is almost like deconstructing the essence of why that jealousy or why that shadow element is popping up. And then getting to the root of it, which might be, oh, I need to advocate for reassurance. Hmm. And that's how we kind of complete the circuit. Like If we don't do that deeper work of alchemizing that, then we're still going to stay stuck in replaying that over and over and over. And it might hijack our relationships or right. our, our results. So when I know that, oh, I have a fundamental need for relational safety. Mm-hmm and part of that is reassurance and knowing that my partner loves me, they're not going anywhere, or they believe in me, or they are inspired by me, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Not only can I first give that to myself, I can give myself that reassurance like, hey, we're here, we're okay, you're Mm -hmm. okay, I'm not going anywhere, Mm -hmm. and if there's still support that's needed from the other person, then I can be direct and ask for my need to be met. right? There's this thing going on in me right now, feeling a little insecure. I would love to just hear a reflection back of, like, how much you love me. Mm -hmm. Can you you do that for me? If the person says no, you probably have a couple other people in your life that you can ask for reassurance Mm -hmm. in that same fundamental need. It might not be related in that relationship, but you can still get that reflection from other people. I love that. And so it works with this element of, like, you know, our internal relationship to self, like we do have a lot of inner work that we can do, mm-hmm. but a lot of the relational wounds that we carry happened in relationships. So they right. must be healed in relationship and you need other people to do that. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. You can't do it alone. You
1: can't do it alone. And this is why like we can go down these paths of personal development, which are very much like an internal, somewhat narcissistic path to be like, it's me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And then we get into relationships and they're still a fucking disaster because right. we haven't learned how to co-regulate with each other. Mm-hmm. We haven't learned how to interact and dance with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to advocate for my needs. I don't know how to hold your needs and not mm-hmm. take them personally. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much juicy relational work that yeah. can happen when we open the door to our shadow. Mm. And when we start playing with these parts that generally do cause a lot of interference, like if you look at any relational breakdown, there's an element of the shadow that mm. has been flared up and it's probably just running amok. Yeah. And if we can get into the heart of that, like what, what is this part of me needing mm-hmm. that it, it's never gotten? Mm. And the reason it's so loud, the reason it can be so destructive is because we've been ignoring it our whole life. Yes. And once we start to welcome it in and being a performer, I like to think of all of these parts as players in this stage production that is my life. Yeah. So I'm the lead in my life, but there are all of these other like, supporting characters that ensure that the production happens. Yeah. So the people backstage, there's people in the cast, there's the chorus, there's the audience, like all of these parts that make up the production that is my life. Yeah. And if I deny parts of them, well we might not have a lighting tech so have fun doing a stage show when there's no lights on the stage mm-hmm. or maybe there's no one you know watching the front door so you have a lot of distractions that are happening because the audience container isn't set properly mm-hmm. you know so there's all of these parts that make up the whole right and like, embracing our wholeness just feels so much better oh my God, yeah. than denying yeah. these parts of us that they're not going to go anywhere no like you can't eradicate it out of your system,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I mean you can try, but then you're in a state of denial, and you're literally blocking the flow of pleasure and love in your channel yeah. when you are in denial, when you are rejecting, when you're dismissing, when you're judging parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answered your question. No, I just went does. on a major no, tangent. That, that
0: was good. That was really good. <laughs> and. And it makes me think of sort of my challenge sort of um, like my teacher, Christiane Northrop, she says, don't don't get don't feed the darkness, whether mm-hmm. it's your own internal darkness or or the external darkness. Um, but don't let them get away with anything either. Mm-hmm. So that's been difficult for me. You know, when I think of. Um, like, I, I, can, I can put on a face visor to go into the store. Like, mm-hmm. that's sort of my, my boundary with all of this. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to be forced to take a jab, I won't right. do it. Yeah. But if that means that I won't be able to see my brothers in UK because you can't fly without a jab, that I find that triggers me. Mm-hmm. So what would be a, the spiritual way to deal with that kind of situation? Like, when you can't change something externally, is it that alcoholic prayer God grant me the, Mm. um, what is it? God grant me the courage to uh, accept the things I cannot change. Oh no, God God grant me the bravery? (laughs) God grant me something something. so that I can deal with the things I can't change.
1: (laughs) I know the prayer, uh, but I don't know the prayer. The
0: courage to change the things I can and the wisdom. Oh, God grant me the serenity. It's the serenity prayer. Yes. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, mm-hmm. the bravery or the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Yes. Is yes. that sort of it? Yes. Okay. I
1: think you nailed it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> yay, we yeah. got there. <laughs> yay, 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 yay. Yay. Yeah, I mean, we're living in a tricky time right now mm-hmm. because there are some things that might happen that are beyond our scope of control.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And... I think there's always going to be a resistance, you know, mm-hmm. and there's going to be potentially policies that get put in place. And then there's going to be the resistance that rises mm-hmm. to challenge. Like there has to be a checks and balance.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we just kind of go along with it and be like, okay, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Then we're not in our power. We're not rooted in. We're mm-hmm. not in our truth. And for some people, the truth might be the jab is right for me. Mm-hmm. That is so fine, yeah. like, and then there are other people that it's not right for them.
0: Different for different folks. And as that's my okay. grandma always said, "Yeah,
1: and that's okay." Yeah. And when we have these potential rules that might get put in place, I mean, some might say this is spiritual bypassing, <laughs> but for me, it's really working. Of like. Well, I could focus on that potential happening, and I know from growing my boobs that whatever I'm giving my very potent energy to is going to create more energy around. Right. So if that is one potential that you must have a jab in order to fly, the exact opposite is also true in the mm-hmm. realm of infinite possibility. Right. And so how can I devote my energy to what do I actually want to see happen in the world? Right. Right. Which would be free will,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the ability to choose. And, you know, if I have to have a test, fine. Give me a test. I'll take it. Fine. Do I want the jab? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the realm of infinite possibility, what can I give my energy to to anchor in that potential? Right. And the second I do that alchemy inside of myself, I immediately feel liberated. Mm-hmm. Because there's choice in the matter again. Right. Like nothing is happening to me that I am not giving my consent to. Like I'm giving my consent to generating a possibility that is not being talked about right now, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. And there's a reason why it might not be talked about, you know, and we could go probably on a rampage for hours about that, (laughs) but... You know, in in terms of like making sure that right now in this moment I feel liberated, I feel in my power, I just connect to, well, what is it that I would like to see happen? Mm -hmm. And how can I vote with my dollar? Mm -hmm. How can I vote with my energy? Mm -hmm. How can I just Mm -hmm. vote in general, perhaps, to work in that system that we are dealing with right now? Mm -hmm. What am I doing to create the reality that I actually want versus running like almost being pulled in this undertow of like I don't choose this I don't choose this I don't want this I don't want this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it feels like crunchy like uh-huh. and it feels restrictive and like I feel this loss of power and like almost like this creepy crawly feeling yeah. over my whole body I'm like ugh yeah. ugh get that up yeah. and the second I notice that I'm in that I'm like oh I've just stopped creating what it is that I actually want mm. and I know how fucking powerful I am. Mm-hmm. And I know how powerful every person is. Yeah. And so, if we all choose out of our own free will to direct our energy differently, well, the universe conspires in our favor to respond to the dominant energy.
2: Right.
1: And in the Center for Heart Math, I think it's the Heart oh, yeah. Math Institute, like one person in brain heart coherence can elevate the energy of 150,000 people. Mm-hmm. So, If I think about that, and just like my inner circle, how how many people are in my inner circle? If we're all resonating in heart-brain coherence with a set intention, that's a lot of influence. Right. And we're now dealing in more of the metaphysical realm and like everyone's scrapping and fighting in the 3D realm right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very much designed on purpose. Right. To keep people from... Really connecting into their innate power, mm. and also sometimes I'll just astral project places.
0: Nice, Be like
1: if I want to go to London right now, I'm going. Right, I'm leaving my body. I'm going. Oh, that's good too. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: don't even need an airline. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's so three think it. I'm there. Yeah, you're there. That's great. <laughs> that's, so,
0: that's so true. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's such a great reminder. That we can, we do have power to create yeah. more than we we allow ourselves to believe.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And in the infinite realm of possibility, like we still have choice. Like, and I was thinking about that too. I'm like, if I have to have a jab to travel, I still have choice. I can just choose not to travel. Right. And I can travel within my own country Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't need that to be in my own country. So it might just change what I'm choosing, but I'm still choosing. Mm -hmm. And if someone wants to come visit me, and maybe that's what happens, they come here.
0: Yeah, there's always a way. When there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. It makes me think of even the, the social colonialist requirement to always wear clothes. (laughs) <laughs> i love you because <laughs> i sometimes i really have a strong desire to just walk naked down the street yeah but i know that i'd get you know arrested if i did that yeah so and then so then that makes you think okay well the whole masking thing my heart doesn't want to but if i have to then i'll wear a visor
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know if if i have to wear clothes so i don't get arrested i'll at least wear 100 percent organic natural fibers yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so you can make it work for you and I guess there is an element of compromise and you can I can spend as much time as I want at rec beach and Mm -hmm. it kind of those certain restrictions kind of as you just said kind of shape the thing because I want to feel good I want to feel pleasure and if I'm always pushing against the dominator culture Mm -hmm. I don't feel as much pleasure so Mm -mm. it's like how can I create change but still feel pleasure I think that's important for me and and humans Mm because we kind of thrive off feeling good yes pleasure and you you keep sort of referring to our our feelings as our emotional guidance system Mm -hmm. and what feels good in the body Um, so I just you know I don't want to harp on it but so what do you think that there's such thing as like indigo children and then there's like crystal children and maybe some people like the indigo children are meant to kind of fight and show up at rallies and stuff for you know hugs Mm. over masks and and then there's other people who are meant to sort of do the more metaphysical sort of energetic activism Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, 100%. I I mean, I don't know a lot about those different kind of labels, labels yeah. but...
0: I think it's from Dolores uh, Cannon. She wrote a book about different sort of people coming yeah. forth.
1: And I mean, it makes sense to me. I remember seeing a meme. We're like living in meme culture these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was this meme around like everyone has their part to play. Mm-hmm. And someone's part might be different from your part, but it's just as valuable.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: so there are going to be people out rallying in the streets. And then you have the healers who are preparing food and making sure everyone is nourished. And then you have the people who are cleaning up garbage on the beaches or in the forests and making sure that the planet can still breathe. And there are all these different parts to play. And I think when we get you know, so disconnected from pleasure, mm-hmm. we forget that, oh, this is a huge tapestry here. Mm-hmm. And there are all of these different flavors and different colors and different energies that are necessary right. for the tapestry to turn into this masterpiece. right. But if we are dropping to this level where we're just fighting with each other because you're not doing it the way that I'm doing it and my way is the only way, mm. well, first of all, you're not actually doing the thing you think you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're not actually you know planting the seeds of the thing that you want to see sprout right you think you are but But it's not really really. so i think there is um very much so much truth to that in terms of you know everyone has potentially their their soul team that they are a part of Mm -hmm. that they are here to shift the world with like my soul team is the love-pleasure team. Mm-hmm. Like I am here to help normalize your human experience, Right. to make your emotions not so scary to mm-hmm. be with, to help you process them and move them through your body mm. so that you can experience more pleasure. I'm not someone who goes out to rallies and does that, but I will be the safe space for you to come home to. Right. And I will support you and love you and cheer you on and advocate for all of the things that are being advocated for, just mm-hmm. in a very different way. Right. And it's just as valuable. Totally. And yeah, that's my answer.
0: That's a great answer. <laughs> I find myself personally kind of finding my place in terms of the way I contribute, and I feel like part of me is a crystal child in the respect mm. that energetic activism and meditating mm-hmm. and teaching yoga really resonates with my soul. Yeah. And it feels good to sometimes retweet, you know, David Avocado Wolf's memes about, you know, you know, uh, what was it? It's like crystal meth before and after, cocaine before and after, and then CNN before and after. And it's like this guy (laughs) and then it turns into a sheep.
1: (laughs) I saw that. I literally snort laugh. It's so
0: funny. (laughs) You know, and some people really get offended by that kind of stuff, but some people really resonate. So, I mean, I could be all energetic activism, mm-hmm. but there is a cheeky part of me that feels yes. the need to want to share certain kind of memes that do make people think. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of Gina Carano. I don't know if you follow mm, that whole story mm-hmm, with, um, mm-hmm. she played a character on the new Mandalorian Star yeah. Wars series, for those of you who, who uh, aren't familiar, on, on Disney Plus, and then she was fired for basically, you know, comparing um, the political climate in, this, in the States right now to sort of like a you know, uh, Hitler sort of training the the, The the German people to hate the Jewish neighbors. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't saying that she, you know, she she didn't mean to be anti-Semitic in the least. No. But people, some people construed it that way and then they got really mad and certain people at Disney decided to fire her over that. And also Mm -hmm. because she wasn't willing to put she, she in her Instagram Mm. bio, she just put be boop. (laughs) bebop boop (laughs) and then people are like you're being transphobic she's like no i just like i just really don't want to do that like Mm -hmm. we should all have our own choice to do what we want and so yeah i i I really resonated with her Mm -hmm. story Mm because i've been you know i've been kicked out of certain yoga studios for for um not towing the party line yeah you know for wearing too much makeup or singing, you know, a rock song in Shavasana mm-hmm. or something. And, and uh, I'm grateful to have found my own audience now. Yes, and yes. it kind of spurred me on. Just like Gina Carano, she's, mm-hmm. she's teamed up with a different sort of uh, outside of Hollywood production yeah. crew and she's making her own movies. So when one door closes, another mm-hmm. one opens, as long as you keep allowing yourself to feel goosey. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the fuel for your mission.
1: And she didn't cave either. Right. I think that was a big part with her is that, yeah, it was almost like this move... This power move of like, okay, mm. we're going to throw this at you to see if you'll collapse right? and morph yourself into the person that we need you to be. Right. And she was like, fuck that shit. I will mm. not do that. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. Fine. You're going to fire me? Fire me.
3: Right.
1: And I'm going to keep tweeting yeah. and I'm going to keep showing up and I am not changing my position. Right. Because <laughs> in my opinion... What she did was there was nothing wrong with it.
0: Yeah, in my opinion as well.
1: And I can see the comparison. Mm -hmm. I can see, like, there is an an element of brainwashing that happens Mm. long before an atrocity can take place. Totally. And that's all she was talking about. Yeah. Was, hey, we got to pay attention because we're in the brainwashing stage. Mm -hmm. Like, pay attention. Like, you hate your neighbor because they are experiencing this whole experience different than you. That's the pre-work mm-hmm. that is being installed into your psyche. And mm-hmm. this is why, like, the work that I do is so valuable to me and mm-hmm. because it gets people into their subconscious. It teaches them, like, this is how you are indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. This is how you can hypnotize yourself for your own benefit.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> like, all of these tools that have been used to kind of control the masses forever, mm-hmm. like, give them the tools. Right. Tell them what's happening. Like This is my biggest critique of Landmark. Even though like, I learned so much from Landmark and it was so valuable, there was not this element of informed consent. Mm. So they weren't telling you what they were doing and letting you know how it was all happening. So mm. then it creates this dependency. You have to keep going back to the organization to get the hit, to get the insight, to get the breakthrough. I'm like, this is just NLP. Like, right. You are just like rewriting your program in your subconscious mind. So let's just teach people how that works Mm -hmm. and give them the tools. And then they have free will whether or not they're going to use them or not. Right. And so for the last 10 years, that's just what I've been doing. I'm like, here, this is how your brain works. That's awesome. This is how your body works. And this is, you know, if you want to create a completely different lens to look through life from, you have to get into your blueprint. You have to get into that conditioning that was set between birth and 10 years old. Right. Because that's driving about 95% of the things that you do, the things that you feel, the things that you're experiencing. Yeah. And if you don't like what you're experiencing, that's fine. You can change it. Mm -hmm. You know, but we got to get in there and we need to know what's happening. At least I do. Like, I'm a very curious person and Mm. I want to know how this is all working. Yeah. And for me to really trust something and to surrender into it, I need that information. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like from what I've learned and, you know, using critical thinking is that sometimes the people that you think have your best interests at heart really fucking don't. Mm -hmm. And they have a different agenda, whether that is in your family system, whether that is in the education system, whether that Mm -hmm. is in politics, whether that's, you know, medicine, medicine, Mm -hmm. like. It's not always like this story that we've been sold. Like everyone has their, you know, your best interests at heart. That would be nice. That would be nice. But it's not true.
3: Yeah. There's exactly.
1: a lot of people that do have your best interests at mm-hmm. heart, but you need to know how to discern. Yeah. Like the, the good ones from the not so good
0: ones. Yeah. And I think that's where that piece on like, don't, don't feed the darkness, but know how it works mm-hmm. and, and then don't let them get away with anything either. That's, that's like a big one that I, yeah. I'm still learning uh, because if, if I do sort of stand up, it's like um, you get the most flack when you're closest to the target. Yes. You know, or the, darkness, the way the darkness works is it makes you doubt yourself when you get closer to the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's a piece that I'm still, it's like, oh, wow. So when I'm getting close to the truth, sometimes it's like moths to a flame and just noticing that. And then instead of pinching myself off from my bliss, allowing mm-hmm. myself to stay neutral yeah or maybe even give myself an orgasm just yeah. like go into the bliss when in the past my tendency was to go into shame or doubt mm-hmm. or guilt or something mm-hmm. that was not very good for my system yeah.
1: yeah yeah i feel that so much and even with shame or guilt or fear or anger or sadness or disgust even cuz those are the the core emotions that we tend to have the hardest time with as human beings I like to use my body to move those through. Oh, I like that. So if I feel shame, I put on a playlist, I'm like, how would shame want to move right now? Mm. And let my body move how shame wants to move. Yeah. If shame was to vocalize right now or make a sound, what would shame sound like? Mm. Let it move. And as soon as I give myself permission, it's like that moment where shame now gets to be in the spotlight on the stage mm. production of my life. I'm like, okay, here's your time to shine. And we do it in a very safe container. I'm not Mm -hmm. out in the world, like, spewing my shame onto people. Mm -hmm. I'm in my apartment. I've set a safe container. I Mm -hmm. might even light some candles, maybe some incense, Mm -hmm. you know, put on something that makes me feel good, Mm
3: -hmm. and then move. Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes I'm literally on all fours, snarling and like mm-hmm. growling and like humping the ground. And then other times, like it's much more fluid and a little luscious. Mm-hmm. And then like it can go in so many different directions. Like sometimes I might like be like gnarled up, like yeah. I'm you know a monster and like yeah. going through my apartment. And <laughs> <laughs> and then that's awesome. And then it passes. Yeah, it passes. Right. And so I don't have to like fear shame coming up or fear or sadness or disgust or guilt. Right. I I dance with them. I alchemize them so mm. that I have more availability to my actual pleasure because when we're still trying to like keep this at bay like okay, I I know that's there but I'm going to turn over here. Yeah. Then there's still that element of it's running in the background. Yeah. And so and you being an embodiment teacher like you are so in your body. This mm. is one of the things I love about you. Oh, <laughs> you tingle my balls. <laughs> you know, and so giving people permission to get back into the body,
3: right? And
1: it doesn't have to Feel be, it to heal it. yeah, it doesn't have to be this yeah. hard, dramatic thing. Like you put on a five-minute song, mm-hmm. you move for five minutes. It's so a shame you'll you'll be done with that in five minutes. Right. I guarantee you.
0: Right. So give it the opportunity to express yeah. rather than suppressing it. Yes. I love that. And yeah, that's been a big thing. Even this morning when I was unifying, like doing the praise love for this Mm -hmm. moment in it's perfection. And then I think I moved on to thank, uh, thank love for my human experience. And then I was like, Oh fuck, like I'm pissed off right now Mm. as I was saying. So I took a pillow and I literally was just hitting the pillow and then I broke down in tears and then I was like, Oh, that feels better. And then I went Mm. back to the mantra. Mm
1: -hmm. It was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's very human of you. Mm. That's very normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I think part of the spiritual world that I've always had the biggest issue with is, like, this idea of, like, just clear your mind Mm -hmm. and, like, just focus on love. I'm like, bitch, (laughs) things are shitty right now. Fuck you. (laughs) And sometimes I need to say a couple fuck yous in order to come back into love. Right. And it's better that I, you know, express my fuck yous, you know, in my meditation practice or on a pillow on my couch or, like, in an embodiment practice, then taking that out on someone else mm-hmm. that is either in my life or comes across my path. Right. Because it, it will find a way out somehow.
3: True that. Like, True that. So you
1: either give it a conscious container that's really safe and sacred, or it will wreak havoc on your life and your relationships and possibly cause a lot of harm to people that you might not even be aware that you've caused harm to.
0: Right. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's so key right now for us to, because it's like there's this sort of thing where people are being isolated, mm-hmm. where people are being um, sort of muzzled and, and sort of sort of quarantined. And in a way, it's kind of a great opportunity to turn in and, yeah. and feel all these feelings that perhaps we've been so busy, we haven't had the chance to express. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I noticed like my, my sexual Kung Fu classes are busier than ever, my my online school in Tantra, which Mm -hmm. encourages men to connect to their, their whole body. Yeah. Including the parts that have been wounded and feel it to heal it as you've been Mm -hmm. saying. So I think a lot of people are, are, um, realizing this is a really, a really, really beautiful time to, Mm -hmm. to do these things and to heal these things. Um, what is a good way to
3: bring (laughs) more
0: relationship? Like, What's a good way? Like, I've sort of been like craving romance. Mm. And I actually pulled in my tarot cards the other day the Two of Cups. Yes. That, yeah, which is all about mm. romance. Mm. And it's like mm. inviting in juicy romance yeah. things. And since I've been doing the sexual kung fu and I'm doing the purium, which is like superfoods, and getting the glyphosate I'm like, oh my God this is really cool. Like I, I literally like not as compulsively sexual, mm. but more of just like enjoying my own eroticism and that yes. of the moment.
1: That just turned my pussy on. Yeah. Full
0: tilt. Well, and that's another thing. Yeah. It's like once I got the atrazine and the glyphosate out of me, I'm like, Oh, I, I thought I was like raging homo and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No. But then I was like, Oh, I just was being poisoned, you know, largely mm. poisoned. And some of us are like more sensitive than others. And I really honestly believe that certain chemicals that are sprayed in the food and the air and the water affect people differently. Yeah. And the atrazine has been shown to make the penis smaller and and, uh, cause, you know, gender dysphoria and things Mm. like that. So getting that out, leaching that out of my system through things like uh, ionic foot baths and certain nutritional protocols, I'm like, oh, I like women and men. I like (sighs) everybody. You know, it's like the frequency of the whole being, yeah. of your being. You're yeah. beautiful, mm-hmm. and I would love to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that song from the 90s. I think you are attractive. Would you go to bed with me? <laughs> Remember that song?
3: No, but I she need keeps, to hear it. She
0: keeps saying it in the background. It's like subliminal. like, I find you very attractive. Would you go to bed with me? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, mm-ch, mm-ch, mm-ch. <laughs> okay,
1: I'm adding that to my playlist. Yeah, just in I'll I'll
0: find it. i oh, I'll just google it. Duck, duck, go it. But, um, yeah, so what, in your, in your experience, what's a good way to invite in mm. romantic love? Um, yeah. Mm. <laughs>
1: Thank you for asking this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I've been playing with that a lot, especially in the last few months, because I ended a relationship in June, mm. and it took us until January to fully uncouple, mm. And untether, even though we weren't really seeing each other,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but like we we're best friends mm-hmm. and we have so much love and respect for each other that it was hard to let the relationship go in its entirety. And so once we did that, I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> there's my attraction again, mm-hmm. or like, oh, that person's attractive. And one of the things mm-hmm. that was a part of why I needed to end the relationship was because I realized that I was attracted to women. Cool. And also men. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really owned that within Mm. myself. Like I knew it a long time ago and there were things that had happened that had me kind of shut that down.
0: I think that's very common. Yeah. The same sex love is very still hard for people. Yeah. Like Aubrey Marcus says, you know, everybody, every guy has this fear that they might just be a little bit gay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And he says, I don't care if you're... 20% 20% gay or 12% gay, you're nobody on this planet is under 8% gay. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and even those labels are are really labels that the Matrix uses to divide and control. One hundred percent So I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think as more and more people just give themselves permission to be the sole sexual beings mm-hmm. that I honestly believe most humans are, it'll open up space.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like that was something I was really playing with like last year around this time. Mm-hmm. And You know, since then, I'm like flushing it through. I'm like, okay, what is really true and alive for me? Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of start there. Like, okay, partnership-wise, I want to be in a relationship with a man. Mm. But in terms of my sexual attraction it's more fluid mm-hmm. and I find women so erotic
3: mm-hmm. And I'm like
1: okay let me play with that like I don't need to shut that down anymore like mm-hmm. let me just enjoy the women around me
3: mm-hmm. and
1: like oh you're gorgeous you're beautiful and like be generous yeah. with my praise and my appreciation which then allowed these parts to come into greater harmony with each other right. so that being said I'm like okay now I'm clear I do want to be in a romantic relationship with a guy. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. That probably has the space to maybe like bring in a woman every Mm -hmm. once in a while or like allow me to have like space to go and play sometimes. And so even just getting clear on that and visualizing like what does my ideal relationship actually look like? Mm -hmm. What does it feel like to be in a container where there's so much freedom to be who I am? And actually coding those feelings into my body so Mm. I I connect to it on a daily basis Mm. of how that would feel and then it's starting to become more familiar in my body Mm. which in terms of like chasing something or like hunting something versus attracting it and Mm. magnetizing it two very different energies and when it comes to love I find that the magnetizing of love is much more pleasurable than the hunting of it yeah and that doesn't matter if you're a man woman however you identify like love can't be fucking tamed
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't be hunted yeah.
1: and when we try and hunt it we're trying to control something that's uncontrollable right and so even just coming into that realization of like no this is about magnetizing what is in the best and highest good for me right. and if I want more romance in in my life, how can I romance myself? Mm. How can I bring more romance or flirtation and play into my friendships? Mm-hmm. Because what I'm doing in those moments is I'm saying, yes, I love this energy. Please give me more of it. Right. But if we like, and this happens a lot in friendships, like, oh, we can't flirt with our friends. Oh, <laughs> Like, yeah, you fucking can.
0: Yeah,
1: you can. You can do that. Like we flirt all the time. Yeah. It's been like a ten-year flirtation ship. Uh, totally, <laughs> just constantly heart heart, heart squirting missing. all over each other. <laughs> it's, so squirts. it's so great. So <laughs> great. And for me, like getting really clear on what are the ideal qualities of the partner that I'm calling in. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily like what this person does for a living or where mm-hmm. they live or what their body looks like. Like who are they?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you know, getting to work, like how do do I embody those things? Mm. Because if I'm wanting to pull that in, am I wanting to pull it in because there's a part of me that I have left undiscovered and is malnourished and I'm hoping this person in my life will fill that void? If so, then I probably have a little bit more inner intimacy work to do.
3: Right.
1: And once I'm clear I'm like these are the qualities that I'd like my partner to embody, then I make sure that I embody at least one of those qualities every day. Nice. So I'm literally casting the spell or sending out the recipe to the universe like this is what I would like more of. Mm-hmm. I also have my vision wall. Mm-hmm. So I took down the old one that I had with my former partner and I curated a whole bunch of images that just made me feel so good. Mm-hmm. When I look at it, I'm instantly turned on. Nice. And there have been a couple men that have been orbiting my, my world and I'm like, ooh. Yeah, those qualities, those mm-hmm. qualities. And so I'm building an avatar. Cool. And I, you know, it'll be very magical. Like mm-hmm. when this person walks into my life, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know you. Mm-hmm. Because I've been feeling you this whole time. Right. Like I, it's not unfamiliar. You're not unfamiliar to me. But like, ooh, all right, here you are. Here you are. Let's play. Flash, yeah. And so... I think romancing yourself is a very important part. Like, how would you want romance to look in your relationships? And then are you doing that? Are you creating those environments for yourself on a regular basis? It doesn't have to be every day, mm-hmm. although it can be.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, like, on a regular basis, are you romancing yourself the way that you would want a partner to romance you? That's yeah. And, you know, in the in-between, between now and your next partner, like, fill the space with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like do romantic things for each other, do playful things with each other, mm-hmm. flirt with each other, mm-hmm. get comfortable being in your full self-expression without having to mute or hide or turn away from parts of you. Like let yourself be fully seen. I love that. And all of really that. <laughs> okay. Yay. I'll keep doing it.
0: Cause I've had, this is, this is working for me. This, mm-hmm. this, so I'm glad I feel like I'm on the right track yeah. from what you're saying. Like, um, in the sexual Kung Fu daily practice, it's a very self-romancing type Mm -hmm. of practice. And it's like being, it's helps me show up as the person I want to be. Yeah. And then I'm able to like romance with my friends, male and female. Most of my friends nowadays are are men who identify as heterosexual. Yeah. And I had one of my friends on my podcast and he literally, just all of a sudden he's like, let's sit on each other's laps. Mm. Like say, yeah. So we like literally sat on each other's laps and Mm -hmm. just like hugged and we explored our boundaries. Yeah. And it was so awesome to to have that. And it's really, for me, I realized a lot of what I was looking for was like a platonic comfort Mm. and having that sort of friendship and that Mm -hmm. comfort with another man. And um, I think the atrazine was giving me this sort of edge of compulsion. Yeah. And now that that's subsided, I can really just relax and Mm. spend this time in the self-romance phase. Mm -hmm. And it does feel really, it feels really juicy. Yeah. Because as you said, like the only reason why we want a relationship is because we want to feel the way we most want to feel mm-hmm. so if we can give that to ourselves then we can just be in romance with ourselves mm-hmm. in life and the other, it doesn't matter if they ever come because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're coming we're, all the time because <laughs> we're always coming we're always coming
1: <laughs> <laughs> and to be clear like the self-romancing does include a self-pleasure practice yes. like I was talking to a girlfriend the other day. I'm like, listen, if you don't know how to fuck yourself well, mm-hmm. you will go and fuck shit up for other people. <laughs> you will. You will just go around <laughs> fucking shit That's up for true. other people because you're not well fucked.
0: Right, under fucked.
1: And if you don't know how to fuck yourself well, then mm-hmm. you're still outsourcing your power to this other person. Like you should right. somehow know how this body works better yeah. than I do. Yeah, yeah. I've been with me my whole life. Like if I don't know my operations manual, mm-hmm. there's no way that I can give you yeah. the manual and be like, okay, that's how you operate your kelsey. Yeah. you know, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so it's and not your self
0: sensory system, like uh, one of the teachers calls it the self sensory system. They can. You're only gonna feel with a partner that's which you've on, which you've already cultivated within your own mm-hmm. being to feel.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I I love that self pleasure practice that you can know how your system works. Yes. So then then when you Plug in with another person; they're just sort of activating the the, the nadis or the energy channels that you've already mm-hmm. been cultivating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably going to upset a lot of people, but I also like to visualize myself being fucked by God. Oh, that's hot. Oh, it's so hot. Like, oh, that's a good
0: idea. Yeah. I'm gonna try that. Oh
1: yeah, it's the best. Nice. And this is part of like my abundance cultivation practice mm-hmm. of opening. Yeah. Can you open? To receive God, can you mm. open to receive pleasure, to receive abundance? Can you be fucked full with abundance?
0: Oh, that's a good fucked idea. full
1: with love from yeah. the universe. So I'm I'm never really imagining a person yeah. when I'm doing my self-pleasure practice. I w- like call in the energy of the universe of God yeah. and be like, fill me. Oh, and I awesome. always hear, "Well, then open." Wow. Keep opening open 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 and I can feel like sometimes this restriction in my body of like wanting to clamp down like in my anatomy like if I'm only going for a clitoral orgasm like there's this tensing that happens Mm. and so I've been working at like releasing that tension like can I bring myself to orgasm by being fully relaxed oh I like that And that means I have to be fully open. I can't Mm -hmm. be clamping in my anus. I can't be clamping in my pussy. I can't be Mm -hmm. clamping in my clit. Like, I have to be open and let the energy pool and swirl and move.
0: Yes. And it's almost like the anal engagement can be sort of, it makes me think of like a boat, steering the boat with the sails Mm. and like a little squeeze here and there and a breathing it's kind of like modifying the sails yeah. so you stay on the wave or the flow yeah. of the of the wind. Mm-hmm. But I like that because in the Piscean age, the way they taught sexual kung fu was very clampy. Yeah. Whereas now, more and more of the sex educators were, were, were realizing, oh, it actually feels better to be completely relaxed mm-hmm. and just, ah, mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> just let the energy <laughs> come. Mm-hmm. And I think everything mm-hmm. you're saying can apply to males as well. Yeah. I think that in ancient Greece, there, there was more of an understanding that The prostate feels really good Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be stimulated. And, um, you know, there's the anal shoot where the poop comes out. But then there's also in the male anatomy another enclave where there's about five centimeters in is the um, prostate. And that's like the south pole, and the pineal gland is the north pole. Mm. And so this is like the male center. This is the Shakti center. And, And then in women, it's flipped. Yeah. So basically Montauk Chia says, if you want more power, play with your anus. Mm. And so everything you're saying is like open in the anus. And that's why I really recommend butt plugs for men. Because a lot of men have a lot of, like, they're really anal. They're really Mm -hmm. tight in the root. And we've been so, there's so much like uh, gay panic associated with opening. Oh, if I open, that doesn't mean that I'm a a real man. Because men have to always be penetrating. Mm -hmm. But males and females have both the masculine and the feminine.
3: Yeah, 100%. And when we
0: can yield into our feminine as men, I think that makes us better lovers and and it makes us more balanced too,
3: because
0: mm-hmm. you have to be open to receive, to give. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're depleted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be, you know, another man's penis. Also, that that can feel really good. Yeah, you know. And and I really, honestly believe men have been sticking their penises into each other's butts since time immemorial. Yeah, because it's the perfect. Like most penises are the perfect length mm. to r- lovingly press against the prostate. Yeah, and when the prostate is stimulated. It sends a message through the Nadis, the energy channels, up to the pineal to secrete dimethyltryptamine, mm. which is the spirit molecule. So it's like you're mm. literally ravishing somebody into enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And same with a woman, the the G-spot, although I don't like those names because it's like different creepy doctors. Mm. I'm Graffenberg. I'm going to call it the drink. That's mine. <laughs> oh, it's a skeins. I'm <laughs> skeins. You can pull skeins. Glad so I just like to call it the sacred spot. Yes. So the woman's sacred spot, when the man's penis or the woman's dildo or whatever, the finger, mm-hmm. is pressing against it, it's sending messages up through the naughty system to the pineal gland yes. of the woman. Yes. So it's such a, sexuality is such a spiritual experience. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's why they call it like the petite mort, the mm-hmm. little death. The little, little lie death. I connect to God. So, yeah, I love that. Men and women can benefit from a self-pleasure practice.
1: 100%. And it's
0: good to, for men, it's good for men to practice both receiving Mm -hmm. into the divine feminine. And that could look like, you know, putting a a sex toy in your butt.
3: Yeah.
0: Or just playing with your perineum or -hmm. like putting your fingers in your anus with some castor oil Mm -hmm. uh, or some coconut oil. And then the, the other side of the polarity is it's really good, I feel, for men to in their self-pleasure practice to embody their divine masculine. Absolutely. Really feel like that stud that you are and, you know, uh, slap your testicles, squeeze them and mm-hmm. help get that blood flowing uh, yes. because it's low tide in the ball sacks of modern men,
3: mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so
0: many women are under fucked. So it's like good to do things to help increase the testosterone as yes. well. And things like that can be like what we call the wild man activation. So you're in like a horse stance, make claws, you're standing you're like, Ah, like bring the energy of nature into your lower dantian, the rectum, sex, organ, and really feel your balls hanging like a sexy stallion. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. So getting that juiciness going and then getting the atrazine out of your system. And one really easy way to do that is take some more sauerkraut fermented foods, help to leach the glyphosate out. Glyphosate is a pesticide that lowers um, your testosterone levels Mm. as a man, and it can cause cancer in both men and women. So what's, what is one of your favorite self-pleasure practices, things to do?
1: Okay. So I got this – okay, there's two. <laughs> so I got this one toy. It's called the Cervix Serpent. Ooh, like oh, that. yeah. And it's a glass toy, and nice. it's shaped like a serpent, huh. and then it has a bulb at the end.
0: Oh, yeah. I've seen those.
1: And so I actually use castor oil because castor oil inside the vaginal can – canal can rehydrate the vaginal tissue. Oh, nice. So a lot of vaginal tissue is not as moist as it should be. Even though, like, you might be wet, your vaginal tissue could be dry. That's true. And so the castor oil helps to replenish the moisture, the proper moisture, which feels so good. The first time I did this, I'm like, oh, there you are. (laughs)
0: Because you were used to using some other kind of oil?
1: I I didn't even use lube before because... Like my whole thing was like, oh, I'll just like turn myself on and then I'll right. self lube. And one of my girlfriends, who is a womb witch, she was like, maybe you should use castor oil, just like once a month, and like rehydrate mm. your pussy. I'm like, I'm gonna use it as lube. Nice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: so, um, one of my favorite practices is using like I'll set the tone of the room, so like I'll turn on like nice music or mm-hmm. light some candles or my salt lamp, and I've got this squirt blanket. Nice. It's very soft mm. and, like, I'm very tactile. So,
0: like, when you squirt, it goes onto the blanket. Yes, and nice.
1: it's, um, I guess it's a waterproof blanket, but, like, it's not, like, you know, back in the day where it's, like, plastic, crunch, crunch. Like, yeah. no thanks. <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not sexy. <laughs> not sexy. And this is very plush. It's very soft. Like, nice. it's such a turn-on. So, I lay on that and then I insert this toy and it's so subtle because you're working mm. with the cervix. Mm. So, the cervix for me cannot be jammed. Right. And it's a very very slow opening. Mm. And so it's a very subtle movement like I can barely even tell that my hand might be moving the toy wow. sometimes. And it's just like this gentle tap mm. on my cervix. And then eventually like it starts to move the energy and I notice like the compulsion to grip intense and, and then I will like relax my body yeah. and open and then keep like cycling the breath as yeah. well. So like my breath is coming in and then it's coming out and then my body is moving with this rhythm yeah. like I would be having sex with a partner, nice. but I'm creating my own rhythm with myself with this toy. And then eventually, like...
3: There's a squirt. There's a squirt. Or That's like awesome.
1: with a cervix um, orgasm, it's not usually like a squirting orgasm, mm. it's, but it is a full body orgasm for me. Wow. And like, the
0: cervix is the place at the back where, like...
1: At the very top. The very top. Okay, yeah. yeah. And for a lot of women, it's it's quite painful. Hmm. Because, A, like our only real relationship with that part of our body is when we go get a pap and, like, you're, the speculum is inserted and then clicked open and then you're jabbed and, like, oh, yeah. it, they scratch at it and, like, hmm, it's not really pleasurable. Yeah, it's not
0: the most pleasurable. No.
1: And so if that's... The only experience some women have had or
3: right. if you
1: are, you know with a partner who has a really big penis or you're using a really big dildo mm. like it might ram your cervix but that doesn't feel good either right cervix is like a slow seducing right very soft very slow very intentional like I have to be yeah. so present and then I have this other toy it's called the sacred squirter oh fun! <laughs> it's so fun it looks like um, a seahorse shaped like a seahorse and it's got ridges and bumps like oh my god it's the best Amazing. and so I'll slather that up with castor oil as nice. well and I'll actually rub that on my clit first mm. and because it's the shape of a penis and yeah. it's like the size that I generally like so I'll like rub it against my clit to kind of mm. warm myself up and then anytime that I'm doing any internal practice yeah. I always ask for consent like, I Thanks. ask my pussy, like, when you're ready, take me in. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so I'll literally have the toy at the opening of my vaginal canal. Mm. And when my pussy's ready, it will literally suck it up. Mm. The first time this happened was with the serpent wand. Mm. And it's probably, how many inches is that, do you think?
0: That's like uh, maybe seven, in- seven inches. Seven in- inches? Six, six or seven? seven.
1: And so what it did was, like, it sucked in, like, maybe an inch, and then it stopped. I'm like, okay, great. And then it took in more. And then it took in more. And so it was such a beautiful reclamation of, like, wait, I get to determine the pace here.
0: Beautiful.
1: And my pussy knows when she's ready for more. Yes. And do not force this in. Yeah. Just allow it in open. And, like, we we don't have a time crunch here. Like, we're Mm. not you know just rubbing one out real quick like yeah. this is a very intentional practice so when I use the sacred squirter it's the same thing and because there are ridges like it won't go in as as smoothly or as mm-hmm. quickly quickly yeah so there I've really got to be warmed up so that's been such a nice practice to yeah. warm up my system properly and like oh if I need like pillows underneath my knees for my hips like then I do that like how do I create more comfort how do I yeah. create more pleasures so that I can open even more sometimes I'll just stop touching my my, my vulva or my clit and I'll move to my breasts mm-hmm. or like I'll like draw my neck
3: mm-hmm. or
1: like on my legs and like just bring myself back into my body because for a lot of women they're very clit focused mm-hmm. and a clitoral orgasm is fun but for me it's quite shallow.
0: Yeah. Just like how many guys are cock focused when yeah. they're masturbating. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so this allows me to really have very deep orgasms mm-hmm. and like the the sacred spot orgasm mm-hmm. is very different from a cervix orgasm or a clitoral orgasm mm-hmm. or a nipple orgasm. Like yeah. they all have like their own unique flavor mm. and it's about tuning in, like what does my body want today? What right. does my pussy want today? And sometimes it's a different position that I might use or a different toy. Like, if I really want to be filled, I've got this rose quartz wand and it's massive. Nice. And that one is such a fun one to use because you really have to be open. Mm-hmm. And it will not go in if, you're not if I'm not open. Wow. And so it's such an interesting thing. So I might consciously think, like, oh, it's a rose quartz day. And then my pussy's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Use your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a finger day. <laughs> yeah, it's a finger day.
0: Finger looking good. Yeah. <laughs> <today>. Yum, yum, <laughs> yum, yum.
1: <laughs> and also one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. is after I've had my orgasm where I'm done my pleasure session is I take my pussy juice and I put mm-hmm. it like perfume.
0: Oh, that's smart. Like I put
1: it on my body because A, like pheromones. Yeah. And this is a better way to partner select if they like oh, your yeah. scent. And also, like, I just walk through the world differently when I know that I've anointed myself with, with your own essence, with my own essence.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend that for guys, too. Some guys are like, should I, like, use it as a shampoo? Like, can I put it on my face? I'm like, yeah, put it on your yeah, face. Face Eat mask. It, do whatever you want with it. Get yeah. it all
1: over your body. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. There's ancient cultures where they would do that. They, like, mm-hmm. anoint their pussy juices. Or you can even put it on your partner. Like, yes. put it on each other. and. I think we've been so sanitized in our culture and we've been led to believe that the pussy juice and the semen is dirty Mm -hmm. but really it's actually a very beautiful thing and that's where the detox comes in it's like when we when i started to use living libations products Mm -hmm. like natural essential oil-based things in my mouth my hair my skin Literally, I have more and more of a desire to eat my semen yes. and to put it on my body because I'm like, whoa, like I've been eating a lot of green things, <laughs> like, mm. a lot of chlorophyll and like uh, Nadine Artemis is a beautiful products are like part of me now. Yes. Um. so really, like what you'll find is as you detoxify yourself, the more desire you have to eat your own vaginal secretions. Yes. yes. Right. Absolutely. And even I've got friends who drink their own urine. My teacher certified mm-hmm. health nut. It's Shivambu. It's been done for thousands of years. And literally, as we clean up our diet and do things that make us feel juicy, you have a desire to drink your own piss. Mm-hmm. And it's like a way of sort of cycling back. And it's like biofeedback. And it helps teach mm-hmm. your body to create more white blood cells and detoxify. So that's that's next level.
1: The next level. Same with the menstrual blood.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've heard about the menstrual. Yeah. Actually, I, my ex-girlfriend, she used to drink it.
1: Mm-hmm. I am yeah. not there yet. I do it as a face mask. Nice. And I let it, and like, I let myself like be with my scent. Yeah. Cause I noticed when I first started doing that practice, I was revolted.
0: Yeah. So that's something to bring up. Cause then, I like, think a lot of listeners who've never heard us like, Ooh, that's gross. But yeah. that, where did that? Unus come exactly. From? Cause we weren't born with that. unus like, hello, we were putting dirt in our mouths as kids. Yeah. I was eating wood bugs. Mm-hmm. My, my friend, she was like taking her shit and painting it on the wall. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And literally every human on this planet, their first smell that they ever smell is womb blood
0: right going through the vaginal canal and getting those yeah. microbes
1: yeah and even if you were born cesarean section there's still womb blood that you will be the smelling and, so, yeah. and and experiencing right and so for a lot of women who have such disgust around their menstrual blood mm-hmm. it really is an opportunity to question that of like where did you learn that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: this is your truest essence mm-hmm. and you find that revolting a lot and we want to love ourselves more
0: right oh it's so tied into self-love so tied in yeah the sexual center and and also Montauk Chia, my teacher, talks about how like it's good to get your va- vagina and your penis and your anus and the perineum area in the sun and exposed mm, to nature.
3: Because mm-hmm.
0: that keeps it nice and strong. Yes. And when, when it's always covered, it actually starts to affect the pheromone smell. It actually starts to smell kind of off mm. because the sun is like antimicrobial and it keeps a good microbial balance. We yes. want microbes there. We just want like this good balance, of the microbes. right ones. But, yeah, we want yeah like like a good like, little chemist. Yeah, like there's even this concept in science in science called
2: pleomorphism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Got my beakers. Yeah, there's
0: it's called pleomorphism, and literally, like we have like s- we are 10 to 1 microbe, mm. especially in places like the penis area, the anus, the vagina, all these crevices, the gut, the mouth. Uh, there's tons of different microbes, and literally. If the milieu is not right it can actually change the like one microbe like a, a so-called virus can pleomorphize into a fungi mm-hmm. or a fungi can pleomorphize into a mycobacteria and like yeah. literally like we have so it's like we have to let go of the fear of the microbes and we have to learn how to live with our microbes mm-hmm. so that they all have their good bacterial buddies in harmony with each other yes because literally we are a, we're like a hotel for for microbes mm-hmm you know.
1: So basically just spread your legs to the sun, okay,
0: spread your legs to the sun and, and let it good. all be nice and balanced. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that's, and I think that's important because there's, there's huge fear. Like I coach a lot of guys through like, oh my God, like I have a genital award. I'm, the doctor says I can never have sex again or mm. I got herpes. I can never have sex again. I'm so dirty. Ew. No, these are signs that your body is going through a healing or yeah. a detox. It doesn't yes. mean that you're infected. The whole germ theory of disease has been questioned by major Mm -hmm. scientists who are really being censored quite a lot so you know if they weren't saying something that was of value they wouldn't be censored so violently Mm -hmm. so the whole idea that microbes we have so many of these microbes in us and they're literally there they're going to come in and they're going to they're like the cleanup crew yeah so the chances of you experiencing some sort of shock to your psyche during a sexual experience are very high in this culture, (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. right? So it's like what Kelsey was talking about, like going slow, breathing deep, and letting it feel good. Mm -hmm. That's the key to to maintaining that homeostatic place. You know, that juicy place, (laughs) right? So that you can squirt all over the place, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you can lick it. Slip and slide, baby. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's a full on water park over here. (laughs)
0: Welcome to Kelsey's Water Zone, Yay. Water Park. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's always sunny and wet. <laughs> I wonder if we're yeah. going to get kicked off Instagram
1: <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. once they review it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was that? Wow. <laughs> this is so not appropriate. They like, cut out the sound. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they can't hear us Maybe because they of this. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. I don't we'll think see. they can hear us. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> just see two people <laughs>
0: laughing in an apartment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even that would be good for That'd people, awesome. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah.
0: I, I'm pretty sure the sound works on this, so.
1: Well, let's hope so. So I can
0: take the sound and then make the audio version for the podcast version. Amazing. But uh, is there anything else you want to finish on? Anything else you want mm. to mention? it's kind of it's been a really juicy,
1: educational yeah. conversation. Um I feel like we covered so much. Mm-hmm. And I think the only thing I'd want to leave people with is like giving them permission to feel into what is right for them Mm -hmm. and honor that truth and clear out any riffraff that might be interfering with your own truth. Like Mm. turn off. I know this is silly for us on social media to say this, but like close down your apps, like turn Mm -hmm. off the TV, like come into a sacred union with your own body. Right. Even if it's just for a hot minute every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Come into your body. Come into your body. Come into your body.
0: (laughs) Literally. Come into your body. Come
1: into your body. Yeah. And remember that pleasure is your birthright. Yeah. You're designed to feel good. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we avoid feeling bad. Like we create a nice ecosystem for all of it to belong. Mm -hmm.
0: And that whole practice of like letting the shame have the stage for a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: That feels better than stuffing it down. Yeah. So really like. Healing can be, like, there's something very cathartic in giving myself permission to scream into a pillow. Yes. Yes. Like, it feels bad, but it also feels kind of good.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So. I'm so here for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Have a beautiful day, guys. Thank mm-hmm. you, Kelsey, for being on the show. Oh, I love you. Yeah. Thank you I for having me. I love you, too. Me. Yeah, it's good to see you. Mm, you're the best, too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is our relationship yeah, in a nutshell. I love it. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. heart misting yeah. everywhere. Ten years. Uh Ten years of heart mist. Ten mist. Yeah. Ten mists. <laughs> ten mists. Ten mists. Ten mists. Ten mists. mist per month. Uh, Twelve mists a year. Oh my. Twelve mists a year. That's
0: wait. the minimum.
1: I think we need to write a song <laughs> about yeah. heart misting. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: I love that idea. Perfect. Bye, guys. Bye, Have friends. A good day. Um, and
3: stream. Ram, 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 Ram,
0: Thank you. Thank you again, Kelsey, for being on the show. You are so beautiful and so juicy. And thanks for all the pleasure that you're bringing to the world. Again, if you are interested in following Kelsey on social media, her handle on Instagram is Radical Self Love, Twitter is Rad Self Love. TikTok is radical radical self love and her Clubhouse is Kelsey Grant. Again, you can go to legendaryloveacademy.com for her website and experience her pleasure portal podcast. Have a beautiful beautiful day everybody, and if you'd like to check out my music and my offerings in tantra and yoga sexual kung fu, head over to willblunderfield.ca. Sadnam that all
2: I needed was
0: to let the oars go
2: and just flow. Ramayama j Ram Looked around. Once I began to feel grateful, it was you I found lessons learned, bridges crossed to get to where we are. Let's lose ourselves in this moment. We've come so far and we say oh my, oh my, oh my JJ da. Jesus. Oh.